Chapter Five: The Way Young Mycetes Do. Throughout the chapters that compose this episode, I told the stories of Matsutake with the purpose of making us think about the ways we create relations with the worlds around us. We have a lot to learn with non-human companions, and if we need to be able to respond to the ruined worlds around us. We should take a closer look at fungi. Every habitant of Earth lives on different timelines and therefore perceive and create worlds differently. Like the Singh said in her book, and here I quote: "Progress is a forward march, drawing other kinds of times into its rhythms. Without that driving beat, we might notice other temporal patterns." Progress and its accelerated motion is a single line going forward, trying to convince us that there aren't other ways to follow or to create. I'd rather explore the surroundings through multiple lines in every direction, exploring Terra readily, like my Celia do. We were taught that time is money. We were taught a very particular relation with time, where anything that can generate profit is a waste of time. That is a lie, and a dangerous one. We need to learn the multiple temporalities around us, to unlearn the false idea that the time is one. Thinking demands time. Taking care of things and of each other demands time and work. Learning about different timelines is necessary both for thinking and for making care possible. Fungal timelines gave me at least three concepts to carry on, spreading spores like they do. All three are entangled together through the idea of precarity, which Tsing defines as life without the promise of stability. First, there's indeterminacy. Mycelial networks grow in its initial phase by exploring the surroundings, never knowing what they will find or with what they are going to make kin. They grow in every direction, learning about the place they are. Likewise, indeterminacy also shows itself in the ways mushrooms appear and disappear, in how they reproduce by spreading millions of spores. For the possibility that at least one can make life go on, controlling is about determining things. Indeterminacy is the opposite, as it is about being prepared for something we cannot know what is going to be. Indeterminacy sets the ground for experimentation, new encounters to happen that will potentially generate new things, and let difference emerge. The second one is adaptation. Mycelia explore their surroundings in order to collectively think about what comes next. They stop for a moment and take the time to think, 
and make the decision on how to respond to the current situation. Which direction to grow? Which partners are worth making king with? Deliberation depends on the material conditions available. What it is possible to do with what we have? Adaptation also includes waiting for the right time to act. Patience and strategic thinking. Thinking demands time. Like Matsutake and Norgan that waited for centuries for the chance of using old lodge poles as partners to grow. If we don't know what lies ahead, we will need to learn how to adapt for the scenarios that may come. That means being open to different worlds and new partnerships, even those kinships we never thought of making before. Which leads us to the third concept, renovation. Discovery 4 computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. After going radially in the first phase of its expansion, exploring the surroundings and deciding collectively how to respond to the situation in place, it is time to act. It is time to engage in partnerships with the different beings around us. That is when the mycelia gets transformative. Changing the ecosystems, they create possibilities for some forms of life to emerge, but also they can make other forms of life go away or disappear. Life and death are dancing in a spiral song and renovation calls for a dance where new lives and new deaths will get closer. Fungi build bridges for them to dance. It was renovating dry and rocky soils the mycelia made the partnerships with pines that allowed the mycorrhizae and matsutake to grow. That, of course, does not mean that they transformed the ecosystem alone. New ecologies are always made by many. What mycelia do that deserve a central place in this narrative is that they create possibilities for life in places that seem to be doomed. And that is why they are a good image to think with on the end of the world. They are way more than just a metaphor. What I describe it here is not an inspirational parable, but real experience in world making that we can actually observe in the making. I wrote and drew a short zine dedicated to my city called Radio Paths, Stories on Fungal Tentacularity. In case you want to read and get to know a little more on how I see my city as thought-provoking beings, it is fully available for free at yamakiyori.com slash radiopaths. Embracing determinacy, adaptation and renovation, we change the way we see the end of the world. In a way, it is almost like I am trying to see the end of the world with fungal eyes. Thinking with mycelia leads us to care, a topic for the following episodes. That is what it means the catchphrase made the sports be with you. Impacting the worlds around us is not an option. We might as well think about what are the better ways of making it. Before I go, 
there is one last thing I'd like to ask you to do. Think about the worlds around you. Think about ruined places close to you. Of course, not only for human beings, but for the many inhabitants of Teha. Every time you hear someone talking about the end of the world, or ruined places in general, ask yourself what is ending and for whom. Indeterminacy, adaptation and renovation might suggest a path for engagement that we have learned with fungi for responsibility. Thinking demands time. Care demands time and hard work. What is at stake is that we notice the ruined places around us and create abilities to respond to them. Neither expecting for miracles that will cover the job for us, nor numbly waiting for the end that shall come in a snap of fingers. Neither hope nor despair. If you want to contact me about this podcast or any other reason, or if you want to use any part of this podcast for any purpose, please hit me up at yamakiyoti on Twitter or Instagram, or send me an email at yama.kiyoti at gmail.com. That's Y-A-M-A-C-H-I-O-D-I. The first episode counted with the help of a lot of partners. Besides the book cited and the fungal companions, Isabel Noronha narrated the citations of Annette Singh's book and Frederico de Buca is the author of the song written for the opening that you heard in the introduction. I was the one responsible for the script, narration and producing of this podcast. Some forest sounds that you could hear in the background were borrowed from the YouTube channel Wonderful Japan with the gentle authorization of its owner. I do not claim any authorship to these sounds. The Koto song you heard in chapter 4 is the traditional Japanese folk song Momiji, which is about autumn and very popular with Japanese children. It was performed by myself. The adaptation of the song The Lumberjack by Leon Payne that you heard in chapter 4 was made and played by myself. I also do not claim any rights on its lyrics or melody. I'd like to thank Billy Sims, Dr. Jacqueline Doherty and Western Center for Social Impact and Innovation for their endless support to this project, from countless meetings to constant feedback. Also, a big thank you to Dr. Nick Money, Anita Hendriana and everyone at the Western Program for the kind welcomes I got during my time in Miami. I'd like to also thank Isabella Noronha, Frederico de Luca, Damien Laia and Gabriel Tozo for sharing the expertise and criticisms with me. And last but not least, my thank you to my sponsors that made it possible that this podcast was produced and is distributed for free online. They are the Western Center for Social Impact and Innovation from Miami University, the Brazilian National Council for Scientific and Technological Development, which is the sponsor to my PhD research, and CAPES, 
the agents that sponsored the grant that allowed me to go to Miami University in first place. Please visit my social media and website for more information on this and other projects. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. In the next episode, I'll follow the story of destructive mining practices in Brazil and how it is related to my home state and the work of the greatest Brazilian poet of all time, Carlos Drummond de Andrade. The next episode we will launch it later this year. Until then, as you probably know at this point, May the spores be with you. Apenas o tempo necessário para você despertar para um novo dia, uma nova vida.